Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What is going on, guys? It is Crut back with another episode with my buddy Will. You know him. Colts, tough loss. Bears, tough loss. You know, but I feel like we're in good spirits. We're in good spirits, though. Yeah, both fourth quarter collapses. Uh, but but we'll, uh, we'll we'll take it. We'll take I it. I watched the end of that Colts game. Was uh, Wentz man? He was going to be a bear. I don't, I don't, I'm I'm liking that we didn't get him. Yeah, yeah. I, I would I I would have more hope for my team with Justin Fields. I think honestly, but you know, obviously, like the surrounding pieces are are I'd say better for the Colts. So, but yeah. Uh, okay. I, I, I wasn't able to catch all the Bears game, uh, but. But what's uh, what are some of your takeaways for it? Mac didn't play, yeah. which hurts. Um, defense kind of got tired at the end, or I never seen. I mean, the Rams move the ball against us pretty well. Mm-hmm. The Buccaneers, obviously, <laughs> and this is the second week in a row. I mean, 49ers were moving it against us. Kyle Uzcheck, man, fullback love, dude. Yeah. He was. An important position, man. Fullback. Not a lot of people sure. get get uh, get the credit for that, but he was blocking left and right. He put Robert Quinn on his ass. Man, yeah, he had some great plays against the Colts in that rainy game. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, Hicks is banged up. The pass rush just wasn't there today. Just wasn't there. Uh, secondary, Eddie Jackson got hurt. Just uh, injuries, man. Injuries. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a big thing this year. I mean. I've, Every year in the NFL, injuries play a big factor. But uh, who was it? Um, oh, Seahawks. Seahawks had like 15 dudes hurt or something like that. Russell Wilson obviously out. So, yeah, man, it's tough. It's tough. I mean, Fields definitely played better. I was was it last week that I was saying Dalton should be in? Oh, I, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago was what Packers, and you were. Yeah. You, you, yeah, you made some strong plays. I'm up and down. Okay, I'm up right. and down. But yeah, no, he, he played well today, but just bad interception at the end. Not really his fault. Kind of tip ball by Mooney and just kind of got picked off. But he had a crazy run that was sick. Yeah, that's like the type of plays. Obviously, as a fan base, you're like, wow, this guy could be something something really good. And then we proceeded to miss the extra point. So. Did you did you get to see that uh that Carson Wentz throw? Or yeah, I shouldn't I even say throw. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's a difference between those two. And then he tried it again in overtime. Like Yeah, but oh then God. he led the drive. I mean Pass interference. Our, ba- okay. our best play is pass interference. We're so well, good at that. The first the first play to Pittman to get to get down the field, that was a yeah. nice play. He escaped through okay. through a nice ball. Hey man, pass interference. He threw that for a reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I've, I'm slowly but surely losing losing hope in the Bears, man. Like, if they got a convincing win today without Nagy, <laughs> how would your – Yeah, your that's, uh, that's a good point because you know, you know Twitter would have been – Yes. 
Yeah, they would have been calling for well, And also, like, the, I don't even I, – I watched the whole game. They said the guy's name. I can't remember the guy's the, the coach, the interim coach today. But he just looked like a Chicago dude. Yeah. He just looked like a Chicago Bears head coach. Okay? I'm, he wasn't wearing no visor. He, he just had a set a Chicago look on him. Special teams, you know, yeah. special teams coordinator. Is it Chris uh, Tabor, Chris Tabor? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Olsen again. Loved Olsen on the on the game. Hmm. They don't really seem to win a lot when he's on the game, but it's not necessarily his fault. It's just percentages. Yeah, I'd like to see the NFL maybe switch it up with the commentators, but yeah. <laughs> I guess it's not the NFL as networks, but uh, that's that's what you're resorting to at this point is the commentators. <laughs> it's gotta be some sort of voodoo magic that's making yeah. us lose these games. You guys need Nance. Yeah. At this rate, we'll never get a dance game. No, no, not at all. No. Well, hey, Monday night next week, though. Very winnable game. Against who? Steelers. Well, they just beat the Browns today. Yeah. Yeah, but Braden was pretty upset. Yeah. Monday night games are tough. Primetime games. You know, I'm going to be able to watch that game, dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You look at your schedule. Yeah. It's going to be a 2.20 a.m. start. Well, mm-hmm. could do that in the preseason. But, well, yeah, Bears, man, just up and down. Run game was, was good again. Herbert played really well. Um, God, you know. Yeah, Herbert. Herbert. Put any running back in there. Yeah. Not to take away from him, but yeah. we're just running the ball really well. Mm-hmm. But Justin Fields, 100 yards rushing, first time. That was nice to see. A couple design QB runs, which was good. Yeah. Get him moving a little bit more. So, I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But my, my prediction for the playoffs is looking very grim, very grim on this Halloween. Yeah, you definitely wanted that one with your uh, upcoming schedule, but yeah, you see, you see the Lions though. That was that was a shock. Yeah, it was a shock. Just not to. I, last time I checked, it was thirty-eight zero against Philly. That was a chance for them to Man, get something. Horrible, and the Bears might lose to the Lions this next. The next time they play each other, I would not be surprised. <laughs> Which is really bad for me to say, but um, seriously, I won't be surprised. Is it? Uh, is it Thanksgiving? Thank oh, that is so classic. Dude. Yeah, it is. It is Thanksgiving. Yeah. There's nothing better than a Thanksgiving football game. The Lions always play, and the Cowboys always play. Yeah. So how are you? Uh, how are you gonna celebrate that? It's it's eleven thirty central. So what? Um, oh, six thirty your time. That's great news. So you can have like a nice little feast and straight into it. Yeah, yeah. I think we might do something together as a team for Thanksgiving or something like that. So that'll be yeah. fun. All right. But yeah, not. A, I mean, not a lot of Belgium this week. A little bit, a little bit of Belgium that we'll get into. Some good blurs. Bears lo- losing never helps the podcast. <laughs> but uh, two was that two weeks in a row we've lost. We lost the Packers. Yeah. Packers just are rolling. I hate the Packers. 
Yeah, no, that, that I watched the end of that game on Thursday. That was great. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if I should say that on this podcast, but they're fun <laughs> to watch, the man. Titans, the Titans are always playing in an overtime game. Obviously, against the Colts today, they play in overtime all the time. I, I think it was their fourth one. Fourth overtime game. Yeah. That's a bit ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, that was an incredibly stressful game, and especially the fact that our best plays were all pass interference calls. So I didn't have a ton of hope going downfield. You guys did a good job on Henry, though. I have him on my fantasy team. and Yeah. It, we always – I mean, I, I don't want to jinx us. They just swept us on the year. That was our second game against them. But I, I'm never, like, super worried. I think we did a good job of corralling him. Freaking uh, A.J. Brown killed us. Yeah. And, yeah, Tannehill is obviously really solid. Really I'm, solid. I'm, I'm, I'm not afraid. I think this is going to happen. I don't think Allen Robinson's going to be on the Bears next year. He's just not. His deal's up? His deal's up. Oh, yeah, everyone's saying pay the man, yeah. He franchise yeah. tagged him or yeah. something this year. And he's just not getting a lot of targets. You know, <laughs> he was Trubisky's favorite. He threw yeah. to Allen Robinson. He, he only threw to Allen Robinson. But, um, yeah, Mooney, Mo- Mooney's getting a lot more targets. I mean – Maybe he's, I don't know, he's not getting open or what, but he's hes normally pretty good. So I don't think he's going to be on the Bears next year. Just He's not like a super fast guy, you know? Like, yeah. I feel like the NFL now is just speed, 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 speed. Um, you know, obviously the really good guys are there's the combo of both, but, yeah. man, that would hurt. That would hurt to see him go. All right, well, do you have anything more on Bears? No. no idea. <laughs> All right, so we're going to have to record this on Tuesday of next week. So, I mean, the podcast probably come out Wednesday, so be aware of that. Yeah, um, we got one mailbag. I guess we could do it now. Um, not really has to do with the Bears, but just has to do with the sh- Chicago in itself. Um, this is from Mark Panel, under, Mark underscore Panel on Instagram. Avid listener, man. He, he's asked a lot of uh, mailbag questions. So he says, what's up, Krupp? What restaurant and meal do you miss most in Chicago slash Chicagoland area? Not including pizza. Uh, Tell me, about, did you need the not including pizza? Were you going to say pizza? I mean, I was going to say pizza, but that, I mean, that's fine. Yeah. If, okay. I mean, deep dish pizza is obviously very good. Very good. Lou Malnati's. Yeah. That's kind of a hot take these days, and I, I, I'm with you on that. I definitely think deep dish is, is where it's at, especially yeah, when you get Yeah, totally I love Giordano's. Mm-hmm. I don't quite understand that at all, actually. I don't know if we want to get into that. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of all of I'm just talking about deep dish. A lot of people are saying deep dishes yeah, for deep tourists. Dish. Yeah. What? What do you say? Peep, there, there's like a trend on Twitter that deep dishes for tourists. It's like not. Oh, yeah. No. That's a bad take. Yeah. It's a very bad take. Um. We're we're a deep dish podcast. Yeah, uh, that is true though. There are some true like true down to the bone stubborn Chicagoans that would say like. You know, 
There, there's good not deep dish pizza like like you you go to the south side and sure. some some of those Italian spots yeah for sure but come on it's it's Chicago style deep. That's gonna look over the deep dish. Yeah. Um, food that I would miss. Well, I mean the obvious answer is Portillo's, obviously. Um, That's a mainstream answer. That's a really mainstream yeah, answer. It's a come mainstream on. answer, but it's it's really good though. Is it not good? It's good and it's different. So I'll, I'll give you that. You're probably not having anything close to Portillo's over there. No, we, we don't have anything over over here like that. Um, another one, this isn't like, it's not specific to Chicago, obviously, but Chipotle, man. <laughs> it hurts so bad that they do not have Chipotle here. They have, they, there's three Chipotles in Paris so when I when I go there, I need to I need to get some Chipotle. It's been too That's long. a crazy take, crazy take. It's been too long. How many times do you have Chipotle this week? Be honest. Uh, three. Yeah, exactly. I just did. I mean, you just had it, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, exactly. If you take part in Loyal Athletics, there's a strong chance that you gain a dependence on Chipotle. So. We'll give you that. But to say there was I a can't time, wait to go to Paris to have Chipotle. That's there crazy. was a time at school in the summer I probably ate there five days a week. Yeah. No, it's it, uh, like, for your buck. It's like twelve dollars for a massive amount of food. And you can it, make it cheaper if you really want it. Yeah. But I didn't want it. Hmm. All right. Um, another one. There's this really good uh, chicken place down in Wrigleyville. Uh, it's like a fast food chicken place. It's really good. I, I can't remember the name of it, but I would go there sometimes. Chicken and biscuits, chicken and uh, like chicken sandwiches, fried chicken, so good. Hmm. All right. They don't really do that here. They only have, as far as restaurant, like fast food, it's Burger King and KFC are like and McDonald's, Burger King, KFC, and McDonald's. Those are the only com- uh, companies to make the jump. And I'm, gotcha. I'm not sure. I'm not quite sure why, but whatever. All right. Well, uh, you got your answers for that then. Um, a- anything else on the subject of, of Bears or, I don't know, Chicago football? Chicago? No. no. I need a better, need a better showing next week. It wasn't a bad showing this week. Just need to win. Okay. <laughs> good, good, good goals here. Good goals. All right. Let's do some blurs. All right. So for blurs, obviously, uh, our guest pertains to this this week. We're super lucky to have Coach Octor on and kind of give us a little bit of a preview and just some insight into uh, Loyola Women's Basketball. So that, that was great. It's coming up. Um, and, yeah, so we obviously want to continue to highlight other sports. This week is a great example of that. Women's cross country, three, three time, or I should, they, they have a three peat in, in uh, women's cross country. And then Annika obviously uh, got the individual win as well. And then in women's soccer, I mean, y- y- you hate to follow that up with, uh, after just a dominant performance by cross country, but women's soccer won four straight NBC titles this week. 
they only had a draw in uh in non-conference. That last game was kind of crazy cuz it was 1 versus 2 and whoever won that got to uh host the tournament. So we get to host oh, the tournament again. Uh, Valpo? Yeah, Valpo is the second best women's team, I guess. Women's soccer team. What, 5 0? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dominant. Um, Bad day to be a Crusader. And then. Wait, wait, is that not their name anymore? Yeah, no, yeah. We discussed this. That was the first time we discussed it as a team. Because uh, some of us wanted to go. I want to say it's the Beacons. Ah. Beacon of, I don't know, maybe a little. Indiana Dunes, Lakeshore the analogies there. Huh. I think so. All right, uh, and then also, you know what I think about when I when I hear Beacon? What? You ever seen Lord of the Rings? Yes. When they gotta light that thing on fire? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a great scene. <laughs> the Beacon of uh, what's it? Something, something. Little Mary, I, I, I can't tell you. One of the two's got to light it on fire. Great scene in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Blurs. Okay. Yeah, and then obviously uh, women's volleyball continues to roll too. I, I'm sure their their tournament is coming up as well. I, yeah, they have a couple of games lead for the for the regular season title. I think right now. So. All right. Um, and for us, finally, a real official game, and we can talk about this one after. Well, it's an exhibition. Uh, yeah, exhibition against Wisconsin Stout. We've been Their prepping. basketball played in Gentile Arena this week. Yep, Wednesday. And, uh, yeah, we're super excited. Um, just prepping for them like like it's a normal game, obviously. You know, we, we obviously have to take exhibition super serious. And, you know, people at any level of basketball, like we know, are, are highly capable of coming in here if we don't. Player A game, like you know. Yeah, we always Indi- we always talked about uh, always respect your opponent no matter what. Yeah. Even, I mean, any level of basketball because even and we'll get to this in Belgium. Like yesterday, today's Sunday. We played Saturday. Mm-hmm. We played the second division team, um, and it's much much like the same. Like I, you yeah. know. There's a very big gap between the first and second division, but in the cup, like it's in the cup, which again, explaining the European basketball structure, every team in Belgium is put into a, you know, a knockout tournament, right? And yeah. we play a second division team, like you got to respect them. You got, you can't just overthink them. I mean, we ended up winning by 50 points, like no lie, but Still, I mean, still got to come in with the right mindset. So, yeah, yeah. So it'll be good. Um, and then obviously that's followed up uh, with our first real game against Coppin State on Tuesday. That's following the women's game starts at four, uh, and they play Detroit Mercy. So, oh, okay. So you guys play Wednesday, and then six days, and you play Tuesday. Yeah. So you know, part of the reason we're not playing this Tuesday is the NCAA uh, for election day like everything's off oh yeah so, yeah, they did that yeah. Uh, last year yeah so, so that's that's part of it um i guess uh we, we can get to this this mailbag question that kind of pertains to our uh, our game against a d3 opponent this week uh chris urban 
asked pretty lengthy question. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he says, one of my favorite memories from the Final Four on was the end of the K-State game when Coach was able to empty his bench and let the bench guys get some tournament action. For you as a reserve slash bench player, it's talked to me. Um, what does your role look like and how is it different from how a starter prepares week in, week out? Do you ever wish you had gone to a school where you get to play more? Oh, thanks, Chris. LEC graduate, 2012. Um, where to start? First of all, that K-State game. I was there for that. Freaking awesome. Uh, trying to think who all got on the floor. But Fudge, Fudge did, right? Yeah, he, yeah, he was on the floor. We're gonna like get was on the floor. Okay. Yeah, Jake, I think Jake was medically registered at the time, so fortunately, I don't think he was out there. But yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess to start, how do I prepare different each each week? I mean, obviously, we, we kind of touched on uh, as a walk on, like I, I'm kind of permanent on Gold Squad. Uh, barring nothing catastrophic happens to our team. Um, so, like, some responsibilities with Gold Squad is, like, you know, running every team we play, all, all the all their plays throughout throughout the year. So we definitely come in and uh, pick up on that. Like, you know, when we're playing in the Missouri Valley, it's every three or four days we learn a whole new offense. Um, so that that's a major, a major key. And then also we play as their defense throughout the week against, against the starters. So other than that, I mean, like it's a, our program is very centered on skill development and everything. So it's, it's not that much different day to day other than uh, trying to learn the tendencies of all these other teams we play and, and doing to the best of our ability in practice. And something we really like to talk about is making practice harder than, than when it comes to games uh, as far as what stuff the gold squad is doing. So, that's a major key, and then I guess I can talk personally about my my choice. I haven't really shared this at all, um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I obviously I walked on. Um, it kind of started like I played a lot of AU, and my teammates were being recruited by a lot of people in the valley, so um, I got some exposure from that. Um, obviously, I wasn't quite great enough to come here for scholarship, um, and I, I had options at the D three and NAIA level, but. Um, and there's some great academic schools there. So it kind of came down to that, like playing more at a, at a lower um, great academic school or, or coming here and, you know, kind of sacrificing play for, uh, for, you know, just the great experience. And then, yeah, like it, it's <laughs> playing on gold squad is awesome. Like week to week, like, like I take a ton of pride in that. <laughs> yeah. So, so th- there's definitely, and, and just about gold squad, it can either yeah. be the best practice of your life or the worst. You could either be on defense the entire practice, or you could be on offense the entire practice. <laughs> it, it, it's also fun in that too. Like you know, there's there's like five guys on on Gold Squad, give or take, and then there's ten on Maroon. So those guys are just rotating in every time, taking reps against you know your look. So it, it is kind of fun as far, as far as like a stamina thing, just going the whole time, especially when. We get deep in the season. We don't want everyone playing all the time. So, so, so that's that's super fun. Um, but yeah, and then another. Just I was kind of talking about my choice. Like, how could you? You know, it's loyal to Chicago. Like I, I loved Chicago as a kid, coming up here as much as I could, 
and just you know the the Jesuit ed- education was a a major part of that. So I guess that's kind of filler on uh on that side of things. Crut, you have any any other uh, takes on, on on Gold Squad? A lot of work with the pad as far as the, the yeah. pad. Yeah, we, we kind of got some good some good battles down there in the, in the that skill development time for the players. You know, we work on our you know moves within the offense and stuff. But as a gold squad member, you're just kind of like you're defense, but you're not really defense. But you kind of are. You know, you're in the it depends you on the day. Hurt it anybody? Day. You don't want to hurt anybody. Yeah. But like, you also don't want it to just be layup after layup after layup, like free. Yeah. So you, you, you kind of play, call it like dummy defense or, or something like that. Not yeah. that you are a dummy, but like. Yeah, just just give kind of a half a look without, you know, killing someone every time, putting them. But yeah, hey, we kind of got away from the pad or I guess introduced it later in your, your career. But uh, yeah, for, for a minute, I was just guarding you guys just straight up. Was, yeah. Hey, you're an underrated shot blocker. You've blocked me a couple times, more than a couple. You yeah, you, you everybody once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, lately, though, people have been people have been taking me to the rim, man. They, they've learned their lesson. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. But uh, no, that's uh, I guess that's a good little insight to Cole. So we, we want to get more people from Gold Squad on the podcast later on. Uh, to kind of share yeah, their stories. Already had one member. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, I think that's good for Blurs. Obviously, a uh, Coach Octor will be a great insight to the to the women's side of things. Yeah. All right. Let's do some Belgium. All right. For Belgium, you had a couple games this week. What do you uh, What do you have to share? Yeah, we played uh, in Europe competition at home against Mons. Um, we won. That was we played well as a team. So we're three and zero in our pool right now. So got a game going to Lisbon this uh, Tuesday, Wednesday. We play in Lisbon Sporting again, and if we win that one, we uh, clinch uh, uh, onto the next round. So. Big, big game there. If we can win that one, we'll, we'll be in good shape with two more games left in the pool. That's great. Um, we, we played a cup game, like I mentioned, um, against the second division team. It was, it was a bad day to be on their team. Hmm. I just, I, I, how much did you play in that game? Did it take you out kind of early? Uh, yeah, I had like four points. Maybe, I don't know. 10, 12, 15 minutes. I mean, in those games are just, it's just tough. I mean, I mean, it's, it's a, it was a great team win. I mean, every guy yeah. scored. Uh, we had some injuries. We we got our backup point guard got is is out. Um, hmm. So we kind of one of our guys one of, uh, got his tooth chipped or or something along those lines. So he was out. So we were actually kind of thin for that game. But yeah, it didn't really matter. So. And then uh, the game that got canceled because of COVID, because the other team had COVID, we actually have a game tomorrow, so Monday. Um, so we played Monday. So we played last. We played last Wednesday, Saturday, Monday, Wednesday. So we've had a lot of games in the last week. 
And then, uh, then when we go to Lisbon, I think we play at like five or, or something. And then after the game, we're going to the uh, the Champions League soccer game, sporting against Besiktas. Uh, yeah, Besiktas. So that'll be that'll be fun, man. I'm I'm looking forward to that. Looking forward to our game, get the win, and then the soccer game is going to be crazy. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we mentioned earlier, obviously, that's Ronaldo's home club. Um, And then Besiktas is always a a pretty, uh, a pretty big club, both in soccer and, uh, and for basketball, I think, like Mike James was playing there recently. I mean, Turkey's just obviously pretty solid in general. Yeah, Turkey's big. Yeah. The fans are like the fans in Greece. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking this up right now. They have... Their basketball team has Rondé Halls, Jefferson, Trayvon Blewett, Diedrich Lawson, Jordan Bone, and Isaiah Whitehead. Wow. So, Darren – yeah, is it – yeah, Darren Williams played there back in the day, wow. I guess. All right. Well, uh, do you uh, – <laughs> it kind of stinks that they're they're playing Vesitas, though, instead of, like, a Dortmund. Yeah, I know. Yeah, or right. – uh... Happens. The other person in their pool, other team in their pool is uh, Ajax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish they were playing so, one of those two, but nonetheless, get to go to a, a home. I mean, the fans are probably yeah. gonna be nuts. Yeah, they they have better chance of beating Besiktas too. So yeah, yeah. I don't think it will really matter. I think that those two other teams are gonna advance, but yeah, you never know. You never yeah. know. So it'll be my first European soccer game, man. It'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Halloween, it's Halloween here. Not mm-hmm. not celebrated as much as it is in the United States, that's for sure. Do you see do you see stuff like around town though for Halloween at all? Uh, like pumpkins? Uh, no, nah, I guess we do. <laughs> we're, not, we're not talking about pumpkins anymore. We, we've, no, we've, no, we're uh, talking about physical decorations. One of my yeah, best, yeah. one of my favorite. And you're, you know, I bet you the the holiday decorations in Zionsville, Indiana, get pretty good. Just taking a walk through the neighborhood and just kind of yeah. seeing, you know, who's got what. Well, when I think Halloween, though, I'm more, I, I'm like the leaves and everything, just that fall feeling, like I, I guess. Yeah, so. and then so that's that's here for sure. Pumpkin. I mean, the yeah. leaves have changed and everything. Yeah. But as far as like the decorations, yeah. not so much. Like the yeah. skeletons and the witches, and you know. No, nothing mm-hmm. like that. I mean, the, some of the kids dress up, but I, I, I haven't seen any trick or treat. I didn't see any trick or treaters or anything today. Um, gotcha. But yeah, so a little disappointing there. A little disappointing, but what are you gonna do? Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, you, uh, you do have those two games, and then obviously the the Bears are are Monday. So you'll have a ne- oh man. You have two games before we talk next, probably. If we talk on Tuesday, because you play Sunday, Tuesday. So four games total between now and the next pod. No, 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 no. We play Monday, Tuesday, and then, yeah, and then Sunday. Yeah. No, you, you just said that wrong. <laughs> Monday, Monday, Wednesday, Monday, Sunday. Wednesday and, tu- and, and Sunday. Monday, Wednesday, Sunday. Tuesday. Tuesday. You play the yeah, following Monday. Tuesday. But we're recording on, on Tuesday. Monday. The Bears play at night. 
I mean, yeah, and Monday, they play Monday morning at two twenty a.m. Therefore, the whole day is in front of me. All right, you are. Oh, they play Monday night or Sunday night? Monday night. Okay, then yeah, no. Wow. <laughs> the days get you, man. You know what's crazy too is, like, we just turned the clocks back here, so last night I got an extra hour of sleep. Oh, you guys haven't done that yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so that's... I'm only six hours ahead of you now. All right. Until noticed... next week, and then I'll be seven again. I noticed that for soccer next week, the, the hours were off. Yeah, forgot yep. about that. I, I didn't know if it was us or you guys though when I, when I checked that. No, but... it's a great getting an extra hour of sleep. That's one of my. That's one of the best days of the year. Yeah. The, the night where you get that extra hour of sleep. All right. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that then. You have anything else for Belgium? Um, just yeah, no, just a little disappointed in the overall uh, Halloween costumes. You know, get, get get the culture changed over there. Bring bring yeah, big Halloween next year. <laughs> big Halloween. There was there's this house in my neighborhood that would always do Halloween decorations like crazy good. Yeah, it's awesome. Always walk by it. Do, do you know that? Do you want to give them a shout out? No, I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't know. Peachtree. They live on Peachtree Lane. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I guess we'll uh, we'll lead in to uh, Coach Octor here. All right. All right. Well, uh, we'll uh, we now welcome on to the show a very special guest. She's uh, entering her sixth year at the helm of Loyola Women's Basketball. Coming off a season in which the Ramblers had their best record in conference play in their time here. And they, they went on to reach Saturday at Hoops in the Heartland after knocking off Illinois State. And they got some postseason experience uh, at the WBI. We, we got to mention she had an insane playing career at Bowling Green. Four MAC titles, three NCAA tournament appearances, including a Sweet 16 run in 2007. There she's fifth all-time in points, and she's the career leader in assists and free throws made. And has since been inducted into the Bowling Green Athletics Hall of Fame. Uh, I should also mention you played for Kurt Miller. We can talk about that later. Obviously, he's, he's with the Sun now. And I also learned you uh, you spent some time in Greece, and we can talk about that too. But uh, everyone needs to know the Loyal Ramblers basketball season kicks off on Tuesday, November 9th at 4 p.m. as Coach Octor and her team take on Detroit Mercy. So, Coach, welcome on. Uh, how's it going? How's practice going? Hey, thanks. Really happy and lucky to be joining this podcast, an elite group of people that yeah. get asked to do this, so I feel blessed. Uh, but, but things are good. We we have our first scrimmage this weekend, and, um, you know, my, my women are confident, and they should be. You know, you mentioned they did some really great things last year in a, in a difficult year with COVID, and um, we return a heck of a lot, so I, I feel very confident in, in them, and no, they feel confident in each other, and that's a big, big deal. Yeah, yeah. Talk, talk a little bit just about um, some of the new women on the team, you know, people coming in. Um, you know, obviously last year, Ellie uh, it, uh, was, was a big part of your guys' team, and, and now she's moved on. And uh, just kind of talk a little bit about some new people coming in that, you know, the fans and everyone don't, don't really know yet. Yeah, well, we miss Ellie, but Ellie, um, Ellie's saving lives out in Texas mm -hmm. and with her uh, med school stuff. So we completely yeah. understand why she didn't get to use her extra year. But um, 
Yeah, we we re, we actually um, have a fifth year transfer in Riley Blackwell. She played at Northern Illinois last year. We actually recruited her out of high school, and she picked Northern. So I was like, "Come on, you got to yeah. give us a second chance here." <laughs> yeah. Um, and she's just she's outstanding. You know, when you take a transfer, you never know if they're going to mesh well with your group. You kind of have an idea, um, but she she meshes well on and off the floor and so we feel very very lucky that that's worked out so far um she's gonna play a lot of minutes for us um kind of utility player can play inside outside can play wing can play the post so um pretty cool for us to have that piece coming coming in um and then i got three freshmen and to be quite honest with you i don't know a ton about them yet um and that sounds crazy because it's october (laughs) but you know, one of them has been hurt. Trinity Clinton is is recovering from a minor knee procedure. And then, you know, Destiny Jackson and Maddie Scarborough, there's just so much depth and experience in front of them that their reps and practice haven't been, you know, entirely meaningful yet. They've been doing what they're supposed to be doing. They're just, you know, they're freshmen on the totem pole. Um, and that's kind of a new place for me too. You know, most of our freshmen that we bring in, we have to play them. Um and these guys get the luxury of like learning, <laughs> learning by watching, not, you know, learning trial by fire rather. Yeah. Talk, talk a little bit about the, the leadership of some of some of your veterans, some of your older, older, you know, players on the team and, and how, you know, I was a senior last year. Obviously Will is, once he takes his fifth year next year, he'll be his fifth, fifth year senior. So just like talk a little bit about how you've seen your, you know, players kind of, Holding those freshmen as they move along. They've really been great from top to bottom. I, I feel very lucky to have the personnel that we have right now. Um, and you guys can relate to this. You know, when you've done it for so long, the game kind of slows down. And you probably knew what Porter was going to say ever before he said it. And even when right. he got mad, you knew what was going to come out of his mouth. Um, and that's, that's kind of where we are as a team. So, like, Allison Day – has just been really great. Um, she's a lot of leadership by example, but she commands a crowd because of, you know of what she does for us. So she has the respect of her teammates. Um, Sam Galanopoulos has been really great for us. Um, we actually did this really neat kind of leadership thing. Instead of just having captains and you know the girls vote on them, we I actually kind of stole this from Porter. Um, We have a leadership committee and there are captains within that leadership committee, but the way that they were chosen was you had to self-nominate and then the team voted and the top four vote getters became captains. And the interesting thing for me was they weren't the four that I thought were actually going to be picked as captains. And I think that says a lot about what they do behind the scenes. And you know, it says a lot about what I don't know happens behind the scenes. And it, it gives me comfort knowing that I've got great leadership in that locker room when I'm not there. Um, so our captains this year are Allison Day, Sam Galanopoulos, Bree Hampton Bay, and Julia Heffling. And, um, you know, they're all kind of different uh, and they provide different perspectives. And, um, you know, like Julia connects with everybody. I think she probably is like the connector of campus too. I think like she's, she's a little bit of a social butterfly, but um, you know, the freshmen really have gravitated towards her and, and Bree and um, you know, Sam and Al are kind of like the old heads and they, they're there for balance and calm. Um, and so it, it's just been a really cool thing to watch. Yeah, so, so with that, I mean, you've already talked about, about it a couple of times, you, you have a great wealth of depth now mm-hmm. and something like, 
that was big with your program when I got here was, you know, the mantra, turn the ship. And yeah. I, I guess, like, I've heard you speak on a couple times now, uh, how you guys feel that that ship has turned, uh, especially like coming off of last year. Uh, what was like the discussion around that? Or, or, or what are you guys talking about that around that now? You know, I, most of the discussion is like, what do we pick now? <laughs> I have this really big thing in my office that says turn the ship and it's great. And it was a really guiding principle for our recruiting process. But like now what? Um, but most of the discussion is being led by our players, which is really cool that they've taken ownership of it. Like, yeah, we've done our job here. Um, when we recruited the current roster, it was never sold to them that you're going to come in and we expect you to win championships. And we want you to strive for that. But they picked us because they were they were in it to build something. And they've done that. They've, they've completely changed the direction of our program. Um, and now it's become, hey, we're recruiting you because we want you to take our program to the next level. And so that postseason experience has is going to pay dividends. We're opened up to a different recruiting market. You know, players are looking differently at us because we've won games and we've won meaningful games. And um, so the discussion around that slogan is, well, what the heck do we do with it now? And um, we got to find something witty and memorable. Um, mm -hmm. And since created by culture is taken, I don't know what yeah. we're going to do. So. Yeah, we've kind of gone through the Drew, – Drew went with uh, committed to the culture, which kind of like is in a similar fashion uh, yeah. with what you guys are doing. So uh, I guess with that, you just mentioned uh, postseason. Like, you know, you guys got that experience last year, three games in three days. W what do you think that means for your program? Well, that was really hard. <laughs> I would have loved some more time to prepare because I think we won, we won some of our bigger games this season with the ability to prepare. Um, mm -hmm. But – you know, to win a game at the end of three games in three three days, I think speaks to the toughness uh, and the resiliency of our group. And that was something that last year's team talked about a lot, that we were strong women. We we were tough enough to do anything, to hang with the best in our league. Um, and then, you know, once they did it, it was like they conquered it. And they're like, okay, you know, that, that monkey, so to speak, is off our back. You know, we had never been – our program had never been to postseason play ever. Not like – uh, it's been 30 years and we've never, we've, yeah. you know, haven't been, we have never done that. And so the group responsible for building that history and tradition, there's a big burden there. So you're, you're fighting for respect. You're fighting for, to build history. There's a lot of extra responsibility there. And I think at times um, it wasn't anything we ever talked about, but I'm sure that they felt the pressure and needing to create something there. So now that that's gone, they can set their sights on, on bigger, bigger things, there are things yet to achieve in our program. And um, I've heard them speak about it and I've heard them, um, you know, put pen to paper. I've seen them put pen to paper and, and put our goals up for this year. And I'm really proud that that experience, that really difficult experience of three games in three days has kind of molded the direction of our program this season without me having to do anything other than show up and give them a little bit of nudge here and there. Yeah. Well, yeah, on think, the topic of like, – Oh, sorry, Will. Well, yes. Yeah, so, good question on that. Do you think, like, the postseason last year makes, you know, your players, like, more hungry, more hungry for this year? Because I remember we talked with London um, just last week, and, you know, he went to the CBI and everything in, in, in what was it, 2015? Mm -hmm. or, I, I think right? so, yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, just he talked about how th that was kind of like their first taste of the postseason – and then it, it propelled them to, you know, go on and on. And, and then obviously over my four years and everything, 
So do you see that kind of happening in, in practice or, or just like a general feeling? I do. I do. And I think, um, I think it has bled over into everything from a competitive standpoint. Um, and it's yeah. really hard to explain without anyone having seen our, our team yet this year, but they're just different. I mean, they, they're making reads that would have taken us a long time to get to last season or the year before that. Um, you know, they're speaking differently about each other. And I don't mean that in the sense of like they ever talk trash about each other, but you know, when they come to my office and they just want to, you know, shoot the shit, they're, they're speaking to me about basketball things and they're talking about putting each other in positions to find success. And, um, you know, the other thing that I think last season's postseason experience did for them is it just brought them closer together. Um, you know, talented teams win championships, but really, really tight-knit teams achieve great things. Um, and I think you guys have experienced that. I think you're all really close. Um, you all kind of live in the same, have lived in the same apartment complexes together. You do a lot of things together. It's not just you show up for practice and and you punch your time card and, and then you're done. Um, I've never had a team like this. They love being around each other. And, and trust me, like we've tried to foster that environment for a really long time, but you know, they understand that if they want to be great, they got to do it together. And they're finally invested in that um, because they're invested in each other. So um, I do think it's been a really great motivator and it, it's poured into everything that we've done, whether it's summer conditioning or, you know, summer workouts or, or whatever. They're just different. Yeah, I can definitely attest that closeness off the court. And, uh, you know, going with that uh, and, you know, just strong women and postseason play, you uh, you got to go to the WNBA finals, took the team to uh, to game three of the finals. So what was that experience like for everyone? And uh, like, what were some takeaways from it? We were really fortunate to see Chicago during um, the summer. They played, I forget, I think it was in August. They had a home game and our team was still together from summer school. And we always make a point to go support the Chicago Sky um, I, I, for a lot of reasons. I think the WNBA deserves more support, but women should support each other. Um, you know, we can't be sitting here saying like, come to our games if we don't even watch WNBA games or, you know, go see them, you know, it's just, I feel very strongly about that. So um, we went and saw them in August and they weren't quite all put together as a team. You know, they were fighting through some injuries and they were still trying to figure out rotations and pieces. And then um, when you got to see them in the WNBA finals, uh, you know, they had finally put it together. And you guys can also attest to this. It's not really about, you know, if you're clicking in December, it's about if you're clicking at in February and for them, their February is like October. Um, and so they had just kind of worked together their chemistry and, um, you know, like all things, matchups are really important and they, they had very favorable matchups and they took advantage of it. And James, their head coach does a phenomenal job, but it really helps when you have Candace Parker and you've got one yeah. of the best point guards in the league in Courtney Vandersloot uh, and you got a killer on the wing in Quiggs. So um, I, I was felt really fortunate to be able to take our team to that. And, um, you know, it was neat to watch them take in that vibe too. You know, like it was sold out. Lots of really important people in the basketball world were there. Um, and then you get to hear them talk about things like, oh, ooh, did you see that action? Or like uh, someone shot an air ball. And so for us in practice, when you airball, you have an automatic lap. Mm -hmm. And usually it's my assistant arm. She's like, take off. 
And so someone airballed and they all looked at arm right away and they're like, are you going to yell take off? And I thought that was really cool because like, that's something that we do that, you know, they just carried with them. And um, the the best part about it for me and the game was, I don't want to say it was a bad game. They won big, but we got up to leave with like four minutes to go in the fourth quarter. And we were all wearing our Loyola stuff. Um, and as we start to walk up the stairs, the section starts yelling like, go Loyola, go Ramblers, let's go. And, you know, they're throwing up the little wolves and the whole section starts like standing up and applauding for us as we're leaving. And I, you should have seen the girls' faces, man. It was just like, there was a lot of pride there. And, yeah. you know, they were, they were like, man, people recognize that we exist. Um, and that was really neat. It was fun to be there. And I'm glad that I was able to, you know, help put them in that moment. I love it. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess uh, staying on, on the professional side of things. So I, I had no clue. Uh, apparently you played in Athens uh, yeah. first season. Well, what uh, what was that experience like? And do you have any advice for uh, Crut overseas? I was just in Athens. Not oh, a, yeah? Like, like a week ago. Yeah. Yeah. We played uh, Yannikos. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Did you get to see any of the historic things that were there, or did you just oh, like? I wish. I wish we like on a road trip. It's just bus, hotel, gym, bus, hotel, gym. So I got a couple pictures through a hotel window of the Parthenon, <laughs> but no, I couldn't go out. I, I was, I was bummed. Oh man, that stinks. Because Athens is a good time, um, and from a historical perspective, it's rather important to our world history. So, oh, yeah. it Athens was. Um, being in the city itself was really cool. Um, you know, I am a little bit of a history nerd and so I enjoyed that and I love the culture and the food and, um, you know, I'm not going to lie. Parts of it were like culture shock to me. Um, you know, I do feel like America is very advanced in a lot of its, you know, progression as a country. And there are certain things that were just vastly different. Um, you know, like smoking is a big thing. Um, no one smokes almost no one smokes here anymore. You don't really see it. And everybody smokes. I mean, like in the locker room at halftime, people are lighting up cigarettes and I'm looking around like, what is happening? Um, so it was different. Um, and my basketball experience didn't pan out quite like I would have liked it to, but it was one of those moments where as a young adult, you're humbled very quickly and you're like, okay. Like this is the real world. This isn't I'm back in college anymore, and I, you know I'm big woman on campus. Like no one cares. Uh, you're the rookie, and all the old women want to kick the crap out of you all the time, and um, you're homesick because you're away from your friends and family. And at the time, there weren't cool things like podcasts to keep us all connected. Yeah. Um, but I I would do it all over again um, because I think that helped mold me as a coach. Um, and it helps me guide my players, um, you know, as they pursue their professional careers. And, and I'm, I'm thrilled that you're overseas doing it because, um, you know, so often people set their sights on like, you know, oh, we're going to the NBA or, you know, like I think I can play in the WNBA. Well, do you know how few and far between those opportunities are? Um, but there's still a really fruitful basketball world out there and a meaningful one that you can be impactful in. So, um, I'm glad you're doing it. You're seeing the world, even if you can only see it through your hotel window. Yeah, right. Right. No, the, the experiences, I mean, as for me so far, it's, it's been great. Um, just like you said, learning about different cultures. I mean, like just getting to know people that you would never think that you would get to know in your entire life. You know, yeah. like these, the guys that are on my team, the Belgian dudes, like 
they're great guys, but I would have never known them if I didn't, you know, choose to come over here. And I'm sure you have some similar experiences. So I think that is, like you said, just gives you a, a great world outlook. And uh, the smoking is definitely a thing. Yeah. A lot of people, how about a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of people love to smoke? How about the coffee over in Athens? It was like you were drinking yeah. diesel fuel. Yeah, the coffee is crazy too. Yeah, uh, a little bit. That was a little bit of a shock to me because I'm just a Dunkin' Donuts guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like all espresso here, which is is uh, got used to it a little bit, but yeah. In the tiny glasses, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, in Belgium, you got to be. There's got to be some good beers over there, right? Yeah, I, I'm not a beer guy though. Okay. To, to well, contrary to popular belief. Okay. I really don't like car- like carbonation. I don't like. I haven't drank a Coke like a pop in, uh, in my whole life. I've okay. maybe had one. Seriously. Yeah. And it, beer just tastes just. I don't like the carbonation. So I understand. And, I understand. And it's funny. We always joke about that. Like during March Madness and stuff. And Willis said this. Like everyone will like the tweets will be like, "Oh, I bet Crowley just like <laughs> downs beers in his garage." But it's like the. I don't drink beer at all, so. Yeah, I think I saw a few of those. Something about you doing keg stands. I don't. They yeah. someone was like, he's probably really good at keg stands, and I was like, oh no. Never, never done that in my life. The combination hey. of alcohol and gymnastics is not something <laughs> either of those crap gets much into. But you uh, heard uh, it here first. We're breaking yeah. all the rumors here. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, Coach, really thank you for your time. Um, I guess uh, to close, like, do you have a message for uh, the Rambler Nation or, or, or all the fans out there? I think that any game you go to of ours this year is going to be worthwhile, and I, I don't think you'll be disappointed, win or lose. Uh, we have a really fun bunch. They compete really hard, and um, it's fun to watch teams compete when they love each other, and I think that's going to really pour through in, in our performance this season. And, um, you know, you're going to get some fiery stuff out of me too, and every game that goes out there, like the girls get my best effort, and so do the officials. So, um yeah, I promise it's going to be worthwhile, and and there are a couple opportunities to catch some double headers too. So, um, at our tip off luncheon, I promise perhaps some post game meetups down in Ireland. But you got to come to ours first uh, before you get to the men's game. So, um, I'll stay true to that as long as people show up. But I, I'm really thankful you guys had me on, and this has been great. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Thank you. We'll, we'll reiterate that. Yeah, uh, Tuesday, November 9th, double header. Uh, Loyola starts at 4 p.m. against Detroit. Well, uh, Coach, thank you so much for coming on. Good luck, and we'll, we'll be following along all year. All right. Thanks, guys. Crut, good yep. luck, yeah. man. Stay safe over thank there. Thank you. Yep. Good thank luck you. to you guys as the season goes on. We'll be, I'll be watching. Cool. Thanks. On Twitter. All right. All right. Well, that's about it. Again, thanks to Coach Octor for, uh, for coming on. We're looking ahead here. And with our schedules, we don't know if we'll be able to get our next one out before uh, before Coppin State. And we probably want to recap that for our next episode. So this will either come out Wednesday the 10th or even Thursday the 11th, uh, the, yeah. ne- the next one. Though. So. Yeah, we just did the math, yeah. the, hard, the hard math, the, and uh, come to the conclusion that the podcast might not be out till Thursday next week. So uh, Wednesday or Thursday, one of the. Two. I mean, we could get it Wednesday night, but we definitely. I mean, if we're gonna wait that long, we should recap the, uh, the first game. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. There'll be lots well, uh, to talk about next week. Lots to talk yeah. about. We gotta yeah. we gotta find a guest too. <laughs> On the fly.
we, we've uh, we've been we, we we've gotten great guests, but yes. sometimes last little last minute. Yeah. No. Hey, uh, we were prepared for Coach Octor. That was yeah, we yeah. That, we were prepared for that, but, but uh, in the past, yeah. Like sure. we always have like ideas in our pockets, you know. Yeah. Like oh, we can use you know him him next week. It's like the trying to get you know somebody. So all right. Well, yeah. Keep the uh, keep the mailbags and uh, and uh, recommendations coming. All right. Well, uh, great. I'll, I'll see you later. Yep. I'll see you, Willie. Go Blurs. Go Blurs. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.